Be prepared for offensive language throughout adult and sexual themes. Queer as Pop, Episode 6. Welcome. Shout out to all the people who have subscribed. Thank you so much for subscribing. I really appreciate it. On this week's episode, I want to talk about a really fun and interesting topic that is Sugar Daddies. But first, like every week, a really quick rundown on the hot topics of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for... At the beginning of the week, Fifth Harmony announced their hiatus. They're all bottom. Bye, Felicia. Camilla, get your coins, girl. Get your motherfucking coins. According to TMC, Aubrey O'Day, former Danny T.K. member, and Donald Trump Jr. had an affair after she was on The Apprentice. She's said to have proof that this relationship happened. His long-suffering wife, Vanessa Trump, had to step in called Aubrey and allegedly told her to finish the affair. An unreleased music video was leaked with a song called DTJ, the initials of Donald Trump Jr., where she sings about a lost love of the man she will always love. Vanessa Trump and Donald have already filed for divorce. The only thing I can say about all of this mess is buy Don Blonde the album on iTunes. Britney is the new face of Kenzo. She has been announced as the new face for the new collection where she appears in several pictures. But some people say she doesn't look like herself. But think about it. After all she's been through, would you look the same? Would you look the same? Her ex Kevin Federline allegedly is trying to get more money out of her. If you remember, he has full custody of the two kids. And after seeing she's touring the world, having the biggest residency, and selling albums and perfumes, and now the cancel campaign, he's like, well, I need more money because these kids are not cheap. So Britney, you told us what to do, bitch. You told us what to do. I'm sorry, Britney, but you gotta work, bitch. Cynthia Nixon, aka Miranda from Sex and the City, is running for New York governor. No, girl. No, girl. Bye. Bye. Just because you play a lawyer on one of the most successful TV shows ever, that doesn't qualify you to be governor. Girl, bye. 
Rod Stewart read Elton John to Filt when he was asked his opinion about Elton's farewell tour. Quote, If I do retire, I won't make an announcement. I will just fade away. I don't think this big deal, oh, I'm going to retire. It stinks of selling tickets. It's dishonest. It's not rock and roll. End of quote. This happened when he sat down on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, aka Coco Puffington, which is also my drag name. We are almost 50 days away from the royal wedding. Remember to mark your calendars, May 19th. By the way, Did I told you I live near Meghan Markle's dad's house? Oh wow. Oh yes, honey. Oh yes, honey. US Congress has shut down Craigslist personals. They're all bottom. They have passed the bill 1865, which is a combination of Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act and the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. This means you no longer can search for hookups on Craigslist. Not even men seeking female. Absolutely. Male seeking male. They're all bottom. Female seeking unicorn. Nothing. All of this because of the horrible stories of kidnapping and murder since Craigslist creation in 1995. So, honey, you will have to use Grindr or Christian Mingle. But just remember, the killer is everywhere. No, you guys, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt are not together again. There was a picture of Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt together and everybody thought it happened, you know? But then it was confirmed that that was a fake photo because that is fake news. You know, like the magazines are always posting um fake news also in facebook there's a lot of fake news so don't believe all the fake news you know just let them be happy tell them britney go to the light go to the light and see jesus and on some drag race tea Season 10 premiered last Thursday. It was an amazing episode. I will have to say it was one of the most amazing episodes ever in the history of Drag Race. We had drama, we had tears, we had geekies, we have Kai Kai's tea, we had reeds, we had shade, we had the boots, the houses down, we had Bogue, we had a ball. Like, shut up, faggot. Like, shut up. We had Christina Aguilera on pheromones drag. I generally don't talk about her. I, nobody was talking about her a few years ago. And so now, you know, I know this is a blessing that we're all speaking her name today. Oh my God, it was amazing. And the untuck, honey. Ooh. It is one for the records. If you haven't seen it, I advise you to watch it. It was an amazing episode. It was really sad to watch 
Vanessa Bungie Mateo go. Oh my gosh, he is so funny. She is so funny and out of drag. He's so cute. I want to eat him. She just appears to be just a little bit ghetto to me. A little bit ghetto, you know, a little bit hood. I hope RuPaul brings her back, fingers crossed. But you guys, this season is going to be on fire. It is going to be on fire. And I'm disgusting. <laughs> They're all bottoms. Now it's time for this week's topic. This week's topic is sugar daddies. I don't have a sugar daddy. I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I probably could go out and get one because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. Maybe everything I've had, I've worked for and I've gotten myself. I built myself from the ground up. <laughs> for those who are not familiar with the term sugar daddy, a rich older man who takes care of a young woman or man in return for her his company or sexual favors. The younger beneficiaries of those kind of relationships are called sugar babies. I wanted to talk about this topic since the beginning of the show I actually have on my notes before I started recording the very first episode of Queer as Pop. I'm not sure I'm not sure that it's a new term in aerosexual relationships because at the end of the day it has always been the man takes care of the women who sometimes is younger and doesn't work so he takes care about all of the finances of the house and she just has to look pretty and take care of the house however on YouTube there's a clip called Buys Specials Sugar Daddies. It's a nine minutes documentary where you can um, understand the agreement on those kind of relationships. I have come across some posts on Reddit where they talk about the sugar daddy topic. And to give you an example of those testimonies, one says, depends on the sugar daddy. Some pay a weekly salary, some pay for dates, companionship, and sex. Really depends. But don't fool yourself into thinking that older guys with younger men are sugar daddies. I had a sugar daddy who was 24. It's really funny that someone points out that they don't have to be older. Because I remember my first boyfriend, he was, I was 18, he was 25. And he used to pay for everything. Dinner, meals, if I wanted something, I used to stay at his house or we would go to the hotel and he will pay for everything. And it wasn't an agreement, you know, it was something like, yeah, I will pay sometimes and you will pay sometimes or half and half sometimes, but most of the times he will pay. He will be like, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. So I understand the fact that they don't have to be older to be a sugar daddy. You can have a sugar daddy. For example, my best friend's brother, he has a sugar daddy. He doesn't want to admit it, but he pays for the trips, he pays for food, he pays for clothing, he pays for this. He, he sometimes gives him a little bit for the tuition and he's older than him. So 
Yeah, he is a sugar daddy. I'm talking about this guy. I, I used to know him since he was like five or six years old. And to see him grow up and now he is in college and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so old. You used to be so little and now you're tall and he's kind of cute. But ew. Now to say him that he has a sugar daddy, I'm like, this is fucked up. I'm low-key mad about it. Another testimony I found from a user that should remain unknown says, I was 21, the guy was 45, super great body, we met on Adam for Adam. He wanted to take me out to his beach house in Jersey for the weekend and he spoke about going to Miami with me if we kept in touch. He seemed pretty cool. He worked for the government but didn't specify. He had to be something big cause his car gadgets were some weird shit I have never seen. He was really generous the first day we met. He wanted to give me money for a start of allowance. We spoke online for a month and I was scared because he was older. One day he just started making me feel uncomfortable, leaving me several voicemails if I didn't answer. I told him I couldn't do what he wanted and he said, your loss, you would have been successful in life if you stuck with me. And that leads to a lot of directions because we're talking about a relationship where it's about the power and control. What can I give you that no one else can give me? For the sugar daddy, it's companionship, sex, love, validation as a man. And for the sugar baby, it's stability, money, control on his own life and on his own terms and this and it's really interesting how each and every one of them has power over the other but that control gets a little bit blurry because sometimes it changes on the other side so sometimes the younger has the power of the money and the older has the power of sex so it's a really interesting dynamic I have another uh, testimony from another user who should remain unknown. He says, I met Joey online. We chatted several months, never planning to be anything more than friends. He was 18, I was 40. Eventually we met and we hit it off. After several dates, he told me he wanted to move in with me. So he moved in with me and I basically took care of everything for him. He didn't pay rent, didn't pay for food, I bought his clothes, his toys, gave him spending money, paid for all of our movies and dinners, took him on expensive trips, and so forth. Three years after he moved in with me, he met a guy online and he introduced me to him. He wanted to take him into the relationship and we did. The weekend he came, I had one of the most wildest weekends I could have ever imagined. I never expected to be having sex with one guy half my age, let alone two. Two months later, that guy moved in with us too. However, this was not romantic. So this was truly a sugar daddy deal. He stayed for a year and when we saw things were not working out with him, we decided to let him go. 
Joey and I are still together and plan to get married. So I guess I was kind of a sugar daddy. Twice. Neither time started out without intention, but they ended up that way. The first time worked very well, the second time was fun for a while, but ended up causing problems. And this is really fascinating how an exchange can transform itself into relationship and it can eventually transform itself into love for life. Which is basically every relationship ever because everybody looks for something special in someone that nobody else can give them you know it's all about what is convenient for me for some people it's money for some people it's sex for some people is stability for some people is oh my god i i have to get out of here i don't care who when where but i have to change my life. On the article, what it's like to be a male sugar daddy on buys.com, we kind of see the other side of the coin where not a lot of emotions are involved, but guidance and control. One of the testimonies says, he told me, I will financially support you, but you have to do whatever I say because essentially it's not free. The rules for that exchange included being available at least once a week, being punctual, not slurping food at dinner, speaking clearly at all times, and maintaining a professional appearance and body language. He says, there were times when I was late and he was not happy about that. You can't be late, especially if the person is financially supporting you. He criticized his clothing, confiscated bad carbs from his kitchen, ordered him to keep his hair short and styled, and prohibited him from wearing running shoes. Their relationship ended because the older guy went bankrupt. That is scary. Like, imagine if someone was controlling how you present yourself to society. I'm gonna make your life easier if you do what I say 24-7. That is super scary, like Black Mirror kind of dystopian, crazy scary. Another guy on the same article talks about his relationship with his sugar daddy that it actually transformed into some kind of parental relationship. He says, whenever he will call me or text me, if I didn't respond in a reasonable amount of time, he will call, text, call, text again until I did respond. It got to the point when he was treating me like his son. I feel like sugar daddy is definitely get very possessive because they realize how much money they've spent on you, he says. And this is something that happens a lot in the gay community. Older men who didn't have kids sometimes look for younger people to mentor, but the problem with that is that they don't quite mentor, they actually use them as a replacement for a son or the other way around. Younger men who, who have some kind of daddy issues then decide that this person will become his salvation, this person will become 
his dad or or a replacement of his mom. There's a lot of psychologists who say that men look in a woman someone who will become his new mom and women look in men someone who will become her new dad. I personally, I'm going to go on the record, I'm not looking for a sugar daddy. However, I like older men. I'm not talking that I like men over 50 or 60, like no, they could be my dad, no. You. But I don't see myself dating someone my own age or someone younger. Someone younger because most of the time I don't know what they're talking about. You know you're getting older when you hear someone who is five years younger than you and you don't know what they're saying. You don't understand their music. You are out of the loop. And it's like, what the fuck? I'm really, I'm getting older. So I wouldn't date someone younger. And that is a topic I want to talk about in another Queer as Pop episode. Because the twink culture, to me, it's a little bit dangerous. But I'm not going to tell you why right now. So what I'm trying to say is I like older than myself because I know my people from my age group and I don't really identify with them. I'm like, I don't feel like dating you guys because you are, you are struggling like me. So if you struggle, I struggle. It's going to be a double struggle and it's going to be a disaster. And also, I've always been attracted to older guys. I don't know what it is, but it's some kind of assurance of they know where they stand. Someone who is perhaps 10 or 15 years older than me has a better understanding in life. I like to learn. I like someone to tell me no life doesn't work this way let me show you how to do things and it's different from these guys who are being forced to do those kind of things for for money i'm not looking for that i'm just looking for the knowledge next to that i can get stability and someone who is really looking for a real relationship because people my age i'm 26 People my age are not looking for a long-term relationship. And the ones who think they are looking for a long-term relationship are crazy. Oh my god, this is the guy who I'm gonna marry because even if he doesn't have a job or a career or nothing, I'm gonna marry this guy, yeah, because he loves me and I love him. And we met on Facebook, we met at the club, twerking on him and, and yeah, we're we're meant to be. No, you're not going to end up with him. To finish this topic, what I'm trying to say is don't be afraid to go out with someone who's not your age. Because at the end of the day, we are not going to be young forever. And if you only care about the vessel, you might be looking on the wrong side of things. If you want to be with someone who is not your age, do it. If you want to milk some older man because you are broke and you need money and he is like, I'm gonna give you some coins if you give me some cookies, then do it. And this goes to a really small audience because to the rest of you guys, don't judge. If someone needs to do this for a living, 
I much prefer that they do it on these terms than being a prostitute in the streets. Let the thoughts be thoughts. There's room for everybody. Let's just say that. Now it is time for the gag of the week. This week's gag is actor and comedian Adam Devine has a full frontal nudity scene on the new Netflix movie Game Over Man. He was asked if he wanted to use a prosthetic and he said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it with my own dick. And he's not bad at all, honey. Ooh, I I think he is adorable. He's like some kind of jock, but like a goofy jock that doesn't take himself very seriously, but likes to look good. And he has a great body, great legs, great ass. And now we have seen it. Up close, if you if you want to see it, it's on Netflix. Game over, man. And you gotta give it up for him because some people like Zac Efron uses a body double and has them digitally make him appear like he's nude when he has underwear on. Such a turn off. So Adam, good for you. And like every week, I'm gonna give you. The word of the day. The word of the day is cha-cha queen. You might have heard it before. On A.B. Soto's single, cha-cha bitch. It's a term for an effeminate Latin gay. And by Latin, I mean Puerto Rican, Cuban, Colombian, Mexican, Brazilian. But he has to have a lot of feathers. Like they say in Spain, it is not something you can go freely saying because some people might find it offensive. Thank you so much for listening this week's episode of Queer's Pop. Please follow me on Twitter at WallyFOXX underscore you can follow me also on youtube i just uploaded a remix i did for the new single of kaya called next caller thank you so much for listening thank you because we have new subscribers yay thank you to all the new subscribers and please come back next week for a new episode of queer as pop and i hope you have a poppin' wig. Five, six. Cha-cha, bitch!